TechShift is supported by North Park University, offering more than 40 undergraduate programs within an intercultural Christian setting on the north side of Chicago. More at northpark.edu. North Park University, lives of significance and service. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Today in TechShift, it's a robot revolution, at least at the Museum of Science and Industry. Took a field trip from Navy Pier yesterday and headed down to the museum to find out more about its newest exhibit. We got a tour from Kathleen McCarthy, who's the director of collections at the Museum of Science and Industry, and she's been in charge of exhibitions for the robot revolution. Dr. Dennis Hong was there, too. He's a roboticist. He's in charge of the Robotics and Mechanisms Laboratory at UCLA. The exhibit starts here in Chicago and then goes on a national tour. It opens today, but when we went by yesterday, it was pretty loud, and there are lots of kids testing out the exhibit. Kathleen started our tour by explaining the idea behind Robot Revolution. We wanted to share with our guests a really broad look at the field of robotics. People are familiar with the concept of industrial robots, and in popular culture we've seen a lot of humanoids, uh, friendly ones, not so friendly ones. We knew that robots is only going to continue to be the most exciting and engaging emerging field, and so it's been five years in the making, but five years ago we thought we need to work on a robotics exhibit to do this content, and it's been the most exciting project that we've ever worked on. So, Dr. Hong, when you are making an exhibit about robotics and you start five years in the past, I imagine the field is changing so quickly, it's hard to have the most cutting-edge technology because it's probably changing all the time, right? Yes. So, this exhibit is very interesting because it's not just a static exhibit. If you come, you can see actual robots moving. And these robots are robots being developed today at world-renowned robot research institutes around the world. And a lot of uh, robot scientists are actually involved in development of this project. Roboticists are involved with this as well. So what does this robot do? What are they doing here? So the Recon Scout robot is developed to keep first responders safe. There we go. So we should see a video feed. There we go. He's on and he's ready to go. Want to give him a nice toss inside the display? There we go. We're ready for action. People all over the world are using right now. Police departments all over the country have these guys to go in dangerous situations. This is being used right now. This is currently being used right now. So it's really only available to um, first responders, but we were able to get some for the exhibit. When you walk in, we saw there's sort of like a soccer field, and it's little robots that are competing against each other. So the soccer robots are from an annual global competition that furthers research in artificial intelligence. And these soccer bots were built by a university in China, and they won the Small League World Cup last year. And so it's a really exciting and engaging thing to watch the robots actually work together in real time to score goals. They communicate with each other, move around the field, pass, everything a human soccer player would do, and it's really compelling to watch them. Dr. Hong, there's also a robot here that you worked with at UCLA. What's the name of this robot? The robot name is Charlie. It stands for Cognitive Humanoid Autonomous Robot with Learning Intelligence. Uh, it's an adult-sized humanoid robot, which means that it looks like a human, two legs, two arms, torso, and a head. It kind of looks like the iRobot robot, yes, right? it looks very, very cool. And what does Charlie do? So this robot is a general research platform to study bipedal locomotion and artificial intelligence. Uh, we just talked about this uh, robot soccer competition. This is the world champions in the humanoid division, and we're the four-time world champions in this uh, the field. So when you say four-time world champions, does that mean this robot is beating humans at playing soccer? <laughs> no, the official goal is by the year 2050, have a team of these robots play soccer against the human World Cup champions and win. But at this time, it's robots against robots from other countries. Kathleen, how is this exhibit supposed to display the relationship 
that you think will have, not just currently, but in the future, the relationship between humans and robots? This exhibit is about humans and robots, not humans versus robots, working together to improve our lives in the future. And part of that is having robots that we want to sort of have as companions and friends and colleagues. And so there's a whole field of social robotics that guests will get to learn about here at the exhibit. And you'll get to see a robot that you can make faces with. It'll look at you and see the kind of face you make and then try and copy it. Maybe, we, should we go over there and see that one? Okay. So what's happening here? So here we have a robot, Emus, from a university in Poland. And they're sort of studying the human-robot connection. And so they've created a, a very simplified face that can see the emotion on your face and then imitate it. If we have robots that can understand our emotional state and then respond accordingly, we'll build empathy much easier with the robots. I mean, imagine if you had a friend that never expressed any kind of emotion. You wouldn't know what that friend was thinking. You wouldn't know if they understood what you were thinking. So if we're going to have robots in our lives as companions, co-workers, we want them to really express emotion and understand our emotions. How hard is it to build an application like this? How does the technology of this work? Yeah, mainly when you develop a robot, it's very difficult because you need all different fields. Mechanical engineering, computer science, electrical engineering. Only when you can put everything together as a system, you have a working robot. In this case, the robot has a face that's moved, so you need mechanical engineering. Uh, all the electronics needs to be there. And also, in this case, there's a sensor on the top. It needs to recognize your face and process the, there's an algorithm that processes all of that. So that's why it's difficult. You need all different fields working all together. And so when we think about artificial intelligence, I don't know if you would call this artificial intelligence. Yeah, there's a, if you talk, talk about artificial, there's strong AI and weak AI. We call this weak AI. It tries to gather information and try to understand the, the uh, spatial expression. And what strong AI is in this exhibit? We don't really have strong AI here. Strong AI is still, a lot of research are still working on it. Uh, robots being self-aware or have uh, emotions and feeling. That's a very active area of research right now, but still we have a long way to go. So if we were five years out, you guys started planning this five years ago. Five years from now, would we be at that point of maybe, maybe having Yeah, maybe this interview will be with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. How are you doing today? Are you excited to see some more robots in action? Yeah! No matter what a robot does, it's always doing three things. It's sensing, planning, Robots sense, plan, and act. Let's all do our robot chant. So follow along. Whenever I say sense, Kathleen McCarthy and roboticist Dr. Dennis Hong. Robot Revolution opens today and will be at the Museum of Science and Industry through January 3rd.